Hello and welcome to Cut Into The Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben. This week I'm joined by Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And special guest for this week because he turned up for half an episode the last time and he's in the house this time. So it's Sean from Devil's Advocate. Hello. Hey. So we were, were a foursome this week. Yeah. More the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> Today's topic is profit before people or... Is every capitalist a bastard? It's questioning whether they're a knowing bastard, isn't it, really? Are they doing it knowingly or are they doing it blindly, you know? I think the system forces them to be bastards. Mm. For me, it's all about the system. Smash the system. That's it. Yeah, well... Break the wheel. Yeah. Break it. (laughs) Before that, we'll thank some new and returning listeners, and we will do some weird news. So, uh, Mike, who have we got this week? Okay, Bromley, UK, Rome, Italy, Niles, Michigan, Oakland, California, St. John's, Canada, Beirut, Lebanon, Brussels, Belgium, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Satellite Beach, Florida, Kalaki, Tbilisi, Georgia. Georgia, eh? I wonder if it's that dude we're going to talk about shortly. <laughs> He's Kazakhstani, isn't he? Oh, is he shit? <laughs> I mean, not Ab- shit, but you know. Aberdeen, UK, Shrewsbury, UK, and top three. Madrid, Spain, Nairobi, Kenya, and Portugal, Missouri. Still top. Nai- Nairobi, Kenya. Kenya? Ooh. Man, Nairobi, Kenya. I hope it's some dude who's, like, calling people up, trying to scam them, is listening to us in one and scam people is listening to us in one ear. <laughs> Why not? Kazakhstan's interesting. Isn't that where Borat's from, Kazakhstan? Yeah. Maybe it is Borat. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. But thank you all for listening, wherever you're from. Right, so let's start with some weird news then. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Returning star from Weird News. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's body, but the bodybuilder from Kazakhstan who who had the who married the sex doll. I know. I'm sick of this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the naked dude. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense now. Yuri Tolkolov uh, is no stranger. He's now divorced his sex doll wife. Oh. Right? They've had a, di- a divorce now, they. They've been divorced. They're divorced, and he's now in a thruple. With a new doll he considers a sister. Mm. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Yuri Toloko is no stranger to pushing people's boundaries due to his unconventional relationship setup. The bodybuilder from Kazakhstan has revealed he's now in a thruple with two sex dolls, one who he claims is half chicken, <laughs> and the other he considers a sister. And when I say half chicken, she looks like half a chicken. <laughs> Have you got a picture of that? Yeah, is I, it, I think it's further down I, the screen. I want to see that. <laughs> but, like, is imagine, it, like, a woman... Is it a top half chicken or the bottom half chicken? 
the bottom half is chicken. <laughs> why did that matter? <laughs> I want to know why that matters. <laughs> that matters a lot. <laughs> you don't want to stick your dick in a beak. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? It's like a mermaid if it was the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> It's got legs and a fish head. <laughs> it really does matter. <laughs> the burly man unveiled the latest addition to his harem, and most people pointed out that she looked a bit young. Uh, That's what they were concerned about. <laughs> uh, he apologised to his tens of thousands of followers and, uh, and and completely said that she is of legal sex doll age and welcome <laughs> to the world. She's called Luna as a fan name. She's an adult. She's Asian, so she looks a bit younger. That's his excuse, so the doll looks young. Ah, okay. Yeah, the, the one he's got uh, is called Lola. She made a debut last month when Yuri uploaded a, a mild video of the pair getting intimate. Lola has a woman's head, a chicken's body. Oh. Um, the navel has depth and can be used as a vagina. I identify what? her as a massive chicken. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, man. Do we have a full picture? I'm trying to find a picture of the chicken. If it was on the article, but I don't want to start off a. I couldn't see it. Maybe I'm the view the. Oh, it's weird as fuck. I'm hoping that's not going to go loud now. My volume is doing. Ah, bollocks. No, but you can Google it anyway. It's it's weird. It's it's very strange. <laughs> It's all very, very, very strange. Just imagine a really big bottomed woman with big thighs, but she hasn't even got hands. She's got like little pointy bits. Like claws. Not claws. You can sort of taper into a little cone. <laughs> sort of like bold chicken wings. Yeah. Yes. It's, to be quite frankly, I saw the video and it was quite fucking bizarre. Which video? The one of him getting intimate with her? Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't shag it. For research purposes. He doesn't have sex with it. <laughs> he's just like, because obviously he's on Instagram. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, why the fuck are you recording this onto a public platform? How long was the video? It was about 30 seconds. Oh, okay. That's all right then. If it was like five minutes. <laughs> no, I don't watch videos longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish I had a sex doll harem. <laughs> Chase your dreams, Ben. Chase your dreams. <laughs> yeah. So this guy's now divorced Margot, who was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when he met her, if you remember. Genuinely. Oh, uh, that was it, yeah. He saved her from a, a customer that was, was hitting on her and wasn't welcomed. It wasn't welcome attention. Oh, wow. But no, what Mar a hero. But no, Margot went to go and get some plastic surgery, and I don't think he likes her anymore. He's divorced. He was unfaithful to her while she went into a surgery. Tragic. It's a complex love quadruple. Don't know how he lives with himself. No. She stayed loyal. Yeah, she went to go and get fixed because he's wrecked her. <laughs> nah. And he couldn't stay loyal. <laughs> Fuck this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a recurring character now. He's written into our, our canon. He's canon. <laughs> it's like, an, it's like a really, it's like a really well, shit I soap opera, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well... I'm quite fascinated by it. 
Well, I can, you remember we had that woman who cropped up a while back a few times and she married that creepy child zombie doll? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She hasn't appeared for a while. I'm waiting for that divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll find it. Don't you worry. These people have to have some kind of attention. There's no happily ever after with these people. No. Right, so, uh, Mike? Yeah, moving on. Yeah. Hellbound squirrel attacks Jesus statue in historic church. <laughs> I think the squirrel's my spirit animal. <laughs> An antique crucifix in a Michigan Catholic church was reduced to rubble by a rampaging squirrel, which also inflicted damage to other items. According to this report, when staff at St. Anne Catholic Church on Mackinac Island entered the church, they were confronted by the rodent, which was sitting on a piano and staring at them. Oh, he's giving them, giving them the eye. <laughs> you want some of this? Look what I did to your God. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's like the South Park one where he's like, Hail Satan! <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Satanic squirrels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole cast, isn't There's like a, a bear, a squirrel, a deer. It's the woodland critters. That's it, yeah. They're all yeah. these cannibalistic, necrophilic, Satan-worshipping, cute little woodland critters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's like a... an orgy down there in the episode. <laughs> that's a Disney movie gone wrong, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Liam Brodier, the church's administrative assistant, said when she walked into the downstairs area, the parish uses to celebrate mass earlier this year. She initially thought vandals had broken in. Plants were tipped over and unlit votive candles were knocked askew. Oh, no. The figure of Jesus was missing its head. <laughs> <laughs> its arms were gone and there were chunks missing from the torso. <laughs> oh, no. His abs. <laughs> she said, I thought there's... <laughs> she said I thought there's no putting him back together oh, I bet super glue will be alright <laughs> I was this even newsworthy in evil three squirrel. days I think an evil squirrel is always newsworthy <laughs> in three days wouldn't it just fix itself no the crucifix <laughs> the figure of Jesus well, you'd hope so. Now, I went to the church this week with, with the dog, right? And they'd set up this Easter tour in the churchyard. There was, like, a bloke dressed as a Roman, like, with a, with a flaming brazier thing. Mm. And then there was, like, another Roman down by there. They put this big crucifix up in the churchyard. Yeah. And there's a Roman stood by there, and he's got the little sign on the crucifix. And then there's, like, a little tomb someone's built out of... Bits of broken slab. Maybe it's a time <laughs> vortex, Ben. <laughs> They're invading. <laughs> well, you see, either I had a time slip. Yeah. Or they were doing something really weird at Dorley Church. <laughs> they stepped into it's a really a weird dawn set. <laughs> it's going a bit far, isn't it? It is a bit. I was like, I was with my dad, and I said, hey, you see that Roman? I said, you know what his name is? He said, well, I said, Littlest Dickus. Yeah. was a bad joke for a dad, eh? Yeah, and then we mocked them all the way home. <laughs> Memories. Good old father-son religion mocking. <laughs> ah, beautiful. 
<laughs> Sorry. That's pretty much it. That's it on squirrels. Satanic squirrels. No Man, he did go to town. Can you see the pictures? He's totally smashed it up. No, ah. It's on the floor and everything. Goddamn. All right. Next. Okay. Egyptian mummies paraded through Cairo on the way to a new museum. Why? This is what I want to know. Why? Why? We've had a year, year everything. We've literally had a plague. Yeah? Yeah. Why the fuck are we moving mummies at this juncture? <laughs> this is only going to anger them. This is yeah. why we're through this now, because <laughs> the last lot of mummies that were opened... <laughs> Yeah, so a grand event sees 22 sarcophagi transported... Sarcophagi. Sarcophagi <laughs> transported in capsules filled with nitrogen to uh, ensure their protection. These royal mummies were paraded through Cairo in a dazzling display to m- mark their transferial to the a new museum. The reason they were going to the new museum is because people are saying that... They were just being showed off for amusement at the last place. Oh, oh that's oh. wonderful. Oh, look, here's the ancient kings. We dug them up at the ground, and here they are to amuse you. And there's one of them doing a little routine with a cane and stick. <laughs> one of them flipping one, a hat. And it's like their side shirt. No, don't anger these, these fucking curses. <laughs> don't put them there like a freak show. <laughs> and no, don't move them somewhere else. They're settled. So the country's had to shut down loads of major roads along the Nile to take it. Oh, it's only going seven kilometre journey. Oh. Yeah, but we've seen the cars they're going on. I know, yeah. They look like big sort of stone. They're like huge. float cars, aren't they? Yeah. But they're without all the flowers. It's like some kind of four by four, but with a... Like, it looks like a something like an Egyptian boat carrying yeah. a coffin on the back, which is nice. But don't move them. No. <laughs> so, okay, that's going to be fine. This 21-gun salute is going to save us all. Oh, well, when... that's all right, because the, the, the pharaohs knew what gunpowder was. <laughs> so we just angered them even more. <laughs> <laughs> because of the blow to tourism, because of COVID-19, you know, they're, they're, they're just moving them. And they're going to be displayed in a civilised manner. So there's um, no sunglasses on them and cigarettes hanging out their mouths, things like that in this one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Do you think they were weekend at Bernie's? They <laughs> were. <laughs> Making the move. <laughs> oh, man. Night at, the, Night at the Museum 3, weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and some people are saying that this is a way to show respect. Well, you know, I, I like what they've done with the decor and the, and the boats and everything. They're cool, but should we really be pushing it this far? I don't think we should be moving them at all, really. Couldn't we have just left them in the ground in the first place? No, because people were robbing them. Yeah, they need to be in a museum, mate, don't they? The British Museum? <laughs> no, the Egyptian Museum, Ben. We're not all colonial fascists like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine just keep us though isn't it <laughs> if all that stuff's been in your country for 3,000 years and you haven't found it and we have to go there and find it we should be, we should keep it maybe we should just keep one thing maybe we should have his penis 
the mummy's penis. <laughs> would, would, that, would that have to be sort of like wrapped up for respect? You can wear it how you want, Claire. It's up to you. <laughs> wear it if it's on. If it's on showing in, in a in a you know in a museum and stuff. Is it going to be wrapped up, Mike? <laughs> I think so. I wouldn't like to say. I think it's personal choice. I mean, it depends. I suppose it depends how cold the weather is. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're incredibly well endowed and they have to wrap it separate? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, Touch I the mummy's penis. Uh, <laughs> will it give you prosperity? Will you? Will it make you fertile? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> I want some kind of like Egyptian superpower if I'm going to be stuck with a pharaoh's dick around my neck. <laughs> I think if you shove up your ass, then you get superpowers there. <laughs> well you know what you test that first and tell me how it goes or some ancient syphilis <laughs> oh god yeah, yeah. <laughs> 3000 year old mutated syphilis <laughs> turns out all those uh, the world. <laughs> it just wipes out humanity <laughs> turns out all those like everyone thought they were Egyptian gods with the animal heads turns out it was just a really bad Egyptian syphilis <laughs> 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 all right then so let's get into the main cut and thrust of today's topic the prophets before people are capitalists just a bunch of bastards killing the planet and the rest of us in pursuit of money money and power yes they are thank you for listening to the podcast <laughs> happy easter goodbye <laughs> all right great no. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty obvious that that is the case. And they know what they're doing. I don't think Basically. they do it to some d- degree. I don't. Do you think they know but just don't care? Like, oh, yeah, well, there's oh, there's still two and a half thousand orangutans left. We can lose a few more. They have to, by law. By law, a company has to make profit. They're coerced by the yeah. system. It's all systemic. Because if it's not making profit, it's not a business, is it? By definition, Cause exactly because it's got it's, it's got to look after its stakeholders, which are the shareholders, and to some extent the labour force. Yeah, because the labour lo- force are stakeholders, aren't they? Because and the, they, and the local they, community that it operates in and things like that. It's a vicious cycle. I think there's a certain amount of ignorance. I don't think they're all like Mr. Burns, sort of, you know. I, th- I think there's a certain amount of ignorance based on a couple of um, documentaries I've watched and reactions from people. You know, they're, they're just tunnel visioned into, oh, we've got to fix this. But we'll, we'll go into that as we as we move forward, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with the shocking statistic that just 100 companies have been the source of more than 70% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions since 1988. 100 companies. Wow. Global warming is a thing, in my opinion. I think we are doing something to the planet. I'm assuming we're all in agreement with that. We're not going to go into a global warming debate. I'm not saying that maybe the planet doesn't do this on its own every now and again, but we're definitely doing something to the planet with the amount of the amount of greenhouse gases that are being produced. Are we all there with that? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. 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 The only thing I disagree with is every, like, 20 years, they're like, it's going to be the end of the world in 10 years, and it never happens. 
It's like they don't know when it's going to happen. No, That's because Thomas, it, everything's got a, a feedback loop. Yeah. So the quicker the ice melts, the quicker it warms up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then it, other things influence it as well. They speed up other th- other processes like releasing yeah. methane out the tundra, uh, and that'll yeah. speed up even more. So yeah. it's it's difficult to predict, but I still I think in a hundred years the way we're going, I do think that the planet will be seriously in trouble in a hundred oh, years yeah, time. I'd agree with that. The only thing I disagree with is like every ten years they're like, oh, it's going to be we're hitting the the point of no return. It's going to blow. Yeah. It's like 20 years ago, yeah. they were like, oh, it's going to be really bad. It's like, it's not really bad. <laughs> if anything, I'm quite enjoying this uh, April sunshine. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not really if, bad. Is this is this a cause? Because you know, I don't mind you, yeah. an early spring. Maybe in 50 we, years. Is there a way we could achieve peak CO2 <laughs> gas? You're like, right? okay, it's great weather. Stop so it's now, like when we get like a good summer and we kind of twig it so the rain comes in at the right times. <laughs> Manipulate the weather. It's just for England. Well, the world, I don't know. We could try it over England first. Here it goes. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, well, it doesn't work like that. Now. It's warm enough. Yeah. That's all we can pollute this year. No more polluting this year. Yeah, we want a six-month six summer. <laughs> Come on, it's uh, festival season. <laughs> so that's not a possibility. I don't, I don't think so. so. Yeah. So I have a list of the top 100 producers and they're going to read them all because there's obviously a shit ton no surprises the majority of them are oil companies in the top 20 no surprises at all i told you lot off air how much the oil companies get 10 million dollars a second worldwide in subsidies it's just incredible subsidising them when they're already making quite a lot of money i thought subsidies only come about like for instance with like fishing and in in this country farming and and what's so it only comes about when the the people are losing money so how does that work well the trouble is now the oil is not easily accessible we have to have off-sea oil farms and drilling in the arctic you know what i mean it costs a lot of money for the, this equipment and to set these things up millions of yeah. dollars and we still need it, so they're subsidising it. Yeah, yeah, basically the government might buy the equipment. Yeah. And you of know, course... And then they run it for profit. And the oil companies own our government, so they're going to make it so that they get enough money to make huge profits for themselves, aren't they? And then we also have to factor in that the oil companies themselves pay the car manufacturers a huge amount of money to keep using petrol and oil-based engines. Instead of electric. Instead of electric, which is creeping in slowly because there's no other choice. I mean, there's this talk of water-powered engines, H2O-powered engines, all sorts of alternative power sources for cars. All of them have been squashed by big oil. Yeah, yeah a guy built a car that ran off water a while back, didn't he? Yeah. Well, didn't he mysteriously disappear? I believe he did. They tried to buy his like patent off him, and then he just mysteriously disappeared after it, didn't he? Didn't they poison him? He said yeah, he- I think so. Maybe we can't confirm that right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, they're gonna come after us now. <laughs> they know too much. Big oil are coming after you. <laughs> Me specifically. Yeah, you. <laughs> I don't know if you look at your electricity bills and that now, but they have like so much percentage renewable now, don't they? Yeah. 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 Notice how the price is increasing and not decreasing, even though they're using more renewables than ever. 
they'll argue that by oh we've got to put the money into it first and then it'll come down but the thing is it won't come down will it it doesn't does it once it's gone up it never comes back down yeah once something goes that's it it's it's gone it never comes back yeah renewable in a while well ever when they start using renewable i would imagine like claire's just said it would be quite costly initially so we're paying the cost of that yeah but like ben said it won't come down though will it when the costs no negligible It'll probably stay up because they'll say it costs more. Got to maintain it now. Yeah, it costs more to do it this way. Well, it doesn't, though, does yeah. it? Well, no. Let's see. Obviously, China, number one with coal. They still use massive amounts of coal. Don't know the Chinese. Good old-fashioned communist economy, banging shit out in coal. Yeah, they're the worst for uh, CO2 emissions by a, by a large margin, I think, than it's India, isn't they're it? 14.32%. Wow. They're responsible for... Wow. I thought they'd be right on the, the technology on, you know. I mean, because they're on about making like a fusion reactor. They reckon they're going to start testing it soon. But the smog in Chinese cities is so bad they have to put billboards up showing the sun rising. Well, they're kind of having like sort of a futuristic industrial revolution right now. That's why. So they're just using whatever they can to make whatever they can. Yeah. As quickly as possible, whether it's renewable or not, coal, whatever. They've Just got massive natural build, resources. Build up everything. I mean, they, they can build cities in a fraction of the time we can. Yeah, mainly because they're dead traps. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say they were safe. <laughs> I once saw this block of Chinese flats yeah. and it had fell over. I didn't say And it was all perfectly in one shape. It just literally fell over at the foundations. Yeah. I didn't say anything it was safe. I just said that they were quick at building cities. <laughs> My friend was walking once. He lives in China. He was walking down the street, and literally right behind him, just a massive sinkhole happened. Like four people fell into it and died, like right behind him. Oh. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're good. They're just quick. <laughs> <laughs> Name your sex tape. <laughs> 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 so Exxon Mobil, obviously a massive petrol company. Russia, coal as well. The Russians still using lots of coal. Um, the Iraqi national oil company. I didn't think they were. Oh, they're exporting again. They've soon made up the lost time. Turkmenistan gas, North Korea coal. I oh, just list goes on. It's basically anyone that's using every oil company or coal company you can think of. Oh, Husky Energy. Oh. Husky. He's got a picture yeah. of Husky on it. Energy, no. energy from the burning corpse of Huskies. Oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, maybe maybe there's, like, treadmills and Huskies running, thinking they're pulling sleds, and that's powering generators. In my imagination, they all had little pickaxes and helmets, and they were in this mine, just in coal. Oh, it's even cuter, because they'd have to have little gaps for the ears to and come And they have through. those little sacks on each side of their back full of coal. Oh, man, well... Yeah. And I went straight for the husky furnace. Yeah. <laughs> Always to the furnaces with you, Mike. Always straight to the furnaces. Mike's just like, we're running out of huskies, throwing the corgis next. <laughs> the corgis don't have the power, Mike. <laughs> They're not big enough. At least that corgi registered. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. But oh, I like it. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, husky genocide. Oh, man. So, yes. When will it, when will it all end? <laughs> Only when they start throwing in the corgis. <laughs> oh, it's tragic. It is most likely to be that. We are talking about evil corporations here. 
I think moving that yeah. way, that's a nice segue, Claire, because one of the most evil corporations which we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive onto is Nestle. Ooh. They are one of the most hated companies in the world. God damn me, I do love a galaxy. <laughs> oh, I'm starting to really go on to galaxies now. Yeah. Are they Nestle, are they? Galaxy isn't Nestle. Galaxy's no. Mars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, they're one of the companies that runs the world as well. Uh, Kit Kat, Oreo, Nescafe, Coffee Mate, Nespresso. If you're looking at water, it's Perrier, San Pellegrino, Poland Spring, Nestle, Viva Life. Oh, man. They own Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets. They even own uh, Ralph Lauren, Diesel, Giorgio Armani, Yves Saint Laurent. Is that right? Yves Saint Laurent. Laurent, Cat Food. Fancy Feast, Friskies, Dog Chow, Purina, Felix. Wow. They own everything, don't they? Yep, Wonka Bars, Nesquik, Power Bar, Chef Mate, Nerds, Gobstoppers, Garnier, Vichy, The Body Shop. The Body body Shop? shop. (gasps) All this organic stuff. You're just putting your money into these evil bastards' hands. So... Actually, really recent article this, February the 1st, 2021. Child labour, unethical promotion, manipulating uneducated mothers, pollution, price fixing and mislabeling. Not the words you want to see associated with your company. Nestle is the world's largest foodstuff company. It has a history that would make hardcore industrialists shiver. So let's see what they've got first. Baby formula and boycott. Yeah. I know about this one. Is it in Africa, Ben, that they um, started giving formula to women in hospitals saying it's better than breast milk? So yeah. then their milk was drying up while they are in hospital. They'd go home, but and then the water they've got isn't as sanitary as like we've got in the West, so it was killing loads of babies. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That is evil, isn't it? Yeah. So they specifically targeted the poorer communities. And they made it seem that their infant formula was, just as Claire said, as good as mother's milk. Which is pretty unethical for several reasons, because mother's milk is the best thing for a baby. Of course it is. It comes from a human, for starters. Yeah. And the first problem is the need for water sanitation. Most of the groups they were targeting, especially in Africa, don't have access to clean water. And it was necessary for them to boil the water. But due to low literacy rates, many mothers were not aware of this, so they just mixed the formula in with the polluted water, which makes the, uh, put the children at greater risk. Nestle seems to have knowingly ignored this and encouraged mothers to use the formula, even when they knew the risks. Breastfeeding, one of the most important aspects for a child, especially in unsanitized areas, was cast aside, and baby formula was the, quote, the nearest thing in the world, and this splendid triumph of care and science is so much like uh, mother's milk that the tiny stomach won't notice the difference. This went on for so long that people that live in the country went totally against breastfeeding. It it become like, oh, you're breastfeeding? And they're only just now getting to a point where, you know, breast is best again. And, you know, understanding that, you know, that this powdered milk is no good because they were also using half the amount. Instead of using, like, your eight scoops, they were they were trying to 
make it last that little bit longer because oh. they're poor. So we're using four. So if, if your kid wasn't getting killed with like a parasite or something nasty in the water, it was malnutrition to fuck anyway. Oh, God. Yeah, they so didn't. Fucking... Yeah, most of the mothers were, were able to read in their native language, but still unable to read the language in which the sterilization directions were written. Oh. We didn't even print it in various languages. Wow. Fuck. It's amazing the power that these companies. Have over us with their advertising that how they manipulate us. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that I should say, Claire, even if the water is boiled and the formula was administered in the right portions and the right quantity, it's still lacking in loads of the nutrients and the antibodies. So, and essential nutrients for your brain and nerve development. The country let Nestle in via the hospitals. That's the issue. Of course, and then they. And they equate as medical advice, don't they? So they think it's got to be kosher. Yeah, this is how the Western world do it. So it's got to be, yeah. you know. And they well, yeah, yeah. Look at the opioid crisis. They paid off doctors and that to say this is this is fine. This is you know this is safe. When they knew it wasn't, they just pushed it anyway. It's a profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, kill. If you had this stuff and it was, if you didn't die of the parasite, you were six to. Six to twenty-five times more likely to be uh, malnourished and possibly die as a child. Sure. And it was like a really aggressive marketing campaign. They got who on board? Let's face it, they're iffy as well. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Everything's compromised in it by money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And this is our point. I don't politicians and the they don't run things anymore. Corporations run things. Yeah, they're just control people. the politicians. If you made yeah. every single politician like wear like a NASCAR suit with all their sponsors <laughs> on them, yeah. I think you'd see a pattern in their voting. Yeah, and we could say, well, no, you're you're not voting in the best interests. Yeah, we live in a corporatocracy, mate. Uh, Nestle and water. Do you know that Nestle is the world's largest producer of bottled water? I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah, and that chairman that. has some interesting views on water. Um, there are two different uh, opinions on the matter of water. The one opinion, which I think is extreme, is represented by people who bang on about declaring water as a, hum- a public right. That means as a human being, you should have a right to water. That's an extreme solution. Is that what they're saying? That's what the guy from Nestle was quoted as saying. Oh. Now, he's not saying that... Water isn't a human right. He's saying that that's an extreme thought to have. He doesn't think it's a necessity, basically. <laughs> no, because you could use Nestle breast milk powder. Yeah. Or Nestle <laughs> bottled water. Yeah. For a low, low price. <laughs> of course. Instead of free water. Yeah. I think that's quite scary. It is. There isn't many things in, in, world, in this world that should be free to everyone but water is one of them <laughs> yeah i believe so <laughs> absolutely any same person would he water like to saying live. oh you're gonna have to pay for oxygen <laughs> <laughs> you know what that'll happen one day well they'd do. love it they'd love it wouldn't they you know you have to go into like a little booth and get yourself some clean oxygen every every couple of hours yeah if you're outside flush you your lungs have- out Probably have to have one of those ones that you carry about, the tubes up your nose, because <laughs> the air's so polluted. Yeah, who can? But 
That is tragic. And then eventually, if we carry on with the global warming and everything gets hotter, then we'll have less water. Yep. Leaving our water in the hands of madmen like that. There's a thought for you. Throw that out there. Or motorcycle gangs. Or motorcycle gangs. Yeah. Or that dude from Mad Max, Morton yeah. Joe. Yeah. When he used to let all that open that dam up. Yeah. I mean, he had it going on, didn't he? Because he had the mother's milk and the fucking water. He did. <laughs> I want to be that guy. I know, yeah. <laughs> He's doing capitalism right. <laughs> child labour, child abuse and trafficking. Trafficking what? Kids. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Most people love chocolate, but few know the dirty deals behind chocolate production. The 2010 documentary, The Dark Side of Chocolate. Do love me some dark chocolate, though. <laughs> For attention to purchases of coca beans from Ivorian plantations, they use child slave labour. The children are usually 12 to 15 years old, and some are trafficked in from nearby countries, and Nestle is no stranger to this practice. In 2015, the coca industry was, for the first time, so 2005, put under the spotlight. The International Labour Rights Fund filed a lawsuit against Nestle, among others, on behalf of three Malian children. The suit alleged that the children were trafficked to the Côte d'Ivoire, so uh, Ivory Coast, forced into slavery and experienced frequent beatings on a coca plantation. In 2010, the U.S. District Court for the Central District of California determined that corporations cannot be held liable for violations of international law and dismissed the suit, saying that Nestle wasn't legal liably, but they are morally. Yeah. Why? Because they could just blame the people that were doing it to them instead yeah. of saying it was directly their fault. Yeah, it wasn't our fault. We just got the beans from these guys. Yeah, yeah. blame the contractors, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But Nestle's excuse can be summed up broadly as uh, everyone does it. Mm. The use of child labour in our coca supply chain goes against everything we stand for, says Nestle's Executive Vice President for Operations, Jose Lopez. No company sourcing coca from the Ivory Coast can guarantee that, that it doesn't happen, but we can say that tackling child labour is a top priority for our company, as well as buying all that coca, <laughs> that precious, precious coca beans. Well, that's what they're doing, isn't it? They're just turning a blind eye. They're yeah. just saying, oh, we didn't know, we, we don't look into it. They probably did know, they just didn't look That's into it. Speaking <laughs> lip service, aren't they? That's yeah. Bullshit. Well, it's like the whole palm oil thing as well. They yeah. know it's on. They try and do, you know, they throw words like sustainability around, but it's just not happening, is it? Well, no, because this is our sustainability target. It's this percent, when in reality they need to do three times that. But the number they've given out just seems impressive. Yeah. Like, oh, no, 25% more sustainable. Yeah, it needs to be 75% or it needs to be 80% while stuff catches up with how much you're using because you're regrowing. Yeah, but then they yeah. can just argue that that would put uh, added cost onto the consumer and then they get away with it. Yeah. Fucking body shop. <laughs> Passing yeah. itself off as this paragon of organic fucking body oils. Yeah. Oh, no more body oil for me from there. Yeah. I'll <laughs> live. Going back to people trafficking, it's happening everywhere. You know, it's in the right in the fishing industry as well. Um, I was saying before we come on air um, about sea spiracy on Netflix, and you know, they're they're just taking people, young lads, and that, and putting them on the sea ships, 
where they're going to go fishing and that and went and spoke to a couple of them and they were saying i've been there for 10 years i've been on board for 10 years and they won't let me off i haven't been <laughs> land for 10 years and who is the one davy jones and he says uh, if you you know fall out with the captain or whatever yeah they'll just shoot you and drop you overboard so they're oh, all and he goes, I've even seen some dead bodies down with the fish in the ice. Sleeping oh. with the fishes. <laughs> oh. I hope so. my fucking Iceland white fishing batter isn't person. Tasting <laughs> <laughs> mm. good. Off, well, just off air, he just said you'd rather eat a human than you would synthetic meat. Yeah, he did say that. Yep. <laughs> Stand by it. by it. Stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of people about you could lose some, could lose some weight. I'll donate you a pound then. (laughs) (laughs) He's a typical politician, he wants a pound of flesh as well. Fuck. They've already got to him, Mike. (laughs) I'm I'm shocked and hurt, (laughs) to be honest. Yeah, so Nestle, they're they're, um, they're also in on child slavery. Wow. Yeah. Then there was health threats. In July 2009, the FDA, Centre for Disease Control, warned consumers to avoid eating any varieties of prepackaged Nestle refrigerated cookie dough due to a risk of contamination with E. coli. Killed. It's in, sorry, it caused sickness in 50 people in 30 states, half of whom required hospitalisation. Uh, then, of course, they had the Chinese milk scandal when six infants were killed and 860 were hospitalised with kidney problems after Nestle products were contaminated with melamine, a substance sometimes illegally added to food products to increase their apparent protein content. Okay. The scandal quickly escalated with China reporting over 300,000 victims. And yeah. who said it was the largest food safety event it had to deal with in recent years. It's pretty so big, isn't it? scumbags in here. Yeah, last one is pollution. A 1997 report found in the UK over a 12-month period, water pollution limits were breached 2,152 times in 830 locations by companies that included Cadbury's and Nestle. But once again, obviously, the situation in China was much worse. Yeah, so obviously in the UK, 830 companies, including Nestle, broke the law 2,152 times. The thing is, the punishment isn't high enough to stop them from breaking the law. They actually factor it into their decisions. Some of these companies are like, well, we might get a fine from the EPA, but we can deal with that. We've got enough money to cover that. We're still making enough profit if we carry on. Yeah, we'll offset it with something else, won't yeah. we, Mike? And then we'll block out the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the evil companies we got, Ben? Well, I've still got more on Nestle. <laughs> Dealing with Mugabe and demanding Ethiopia pay them back a debt of $6 million in, in the middle of a famine. <laughs> Seems That's reasonable. Yeah, so let's go through the, this one here. The top 10 evil corporations putting profit over people. Does anyone got anything else to say before they want to jump into this? 
sea spiracy. So my is my Iceland fish. Chances are that's really polluted, isn't it? In terms of like all the overfishing and pollutants in the sea, the cheaper the food. The sea spiracy documentary wasn't about pollution, really. It, it was about how we, we've just overfished and raped the seas, and you know we need to stop eating fish, possibly a decade ago. Well, well good. Yeah. And of course, you kill the fish, then you're upsetting the ecosystem in the whole fucking ocean. Yeah, what the whale's going to eat. Exactly. Well, they eat the krill, don't they? But Well, the, I don't know. If they're like you, other whales. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, battered whale. <laughs> Deep fried whale. Foot. I've always wanted fish the aromatic swan. Mm-mm. Ooh, that sounds good. Well, like it, feed it, feed all of us, couldn't it? Yeah. Shame we can't have. They all belong to the Queen, don't they, Swans? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll be gone soon, hopefully. Yeah, Mad Max society, you know, they're free. Well, if it's Mad Max society, I'm killing every swan I can find. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna live like a king. Yeah. Build myself a feasting hall. It's gonna be ace. It'll only last a few years. Doesn't matter. Then he'll eat the people. Yeah, then he, yeah, yeah. You've already got it sorted. There we go. <laughs> I'll have all the water and the breast milk. <laughs> You'll be like Danny McBride out of This Is The End. <laughs> End up being a leader of a bunch of cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I call you the counsellor. Ooh, I like that. That does sound cool. Yeah. Gonna gym myself a Generalissimo's uniform. <laughs> He's going to find one somewhere. <laughs> Let's go through some of the uh, other utter bastards out there. Bayer, maker of aspirin, one of the top pharmaceutical companies in the world. In 1984, they sold HIV and hepatitis C contaminated blood products, which caused it to 10,000 people in the US alone to contract HIV. Knowingly um, sold. Knowingly yeah. sold. After That's they found the, the drug was contaminated, they pulled it off the US market and sold it in countries in Asia and Latin America. Mm-hmm. It's they, still, they still kept on selling it. Yeah. yeah. It was giving people AIDS and they just went, all right, then we won't sell it in America. We'll sell it in Asia and Latin America. They had to make their money back somehow, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Its CEO just last year said they can make they make life-saving cancer drugs for, quote, the rich people who could afford it. Wow. So they give people cancer? Possibility too, yeah. Poor people just get the round-up weed killer that causes cancer. Yeah. Yeah. That was was a really big thing that went through court, that was. Yeah. The round-up one, wasn't it? Yeah, because it was brought up by councils in this country and sprayed everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And they knew it caused cancer, and they blocked it in the courts as long as they could. They could keep selling it. Yeah. Well, keep on <laughs> round up in. But everything's giving. Everything's probably giving us cancer. The food we eat is probably giving unless you're eating like 100% organic from your own garden. Yeah. You probably got going to give us all cancer anyway. It's true. Yeah, it's all the additives and shit they put in it, don't they, to make it taste it better. Yeah. And preservatives. Yeah. The Correction Corporation of America. They lobby, pe- lobby to keep people in jail for their profits. 
The whole reason they exist is to make sure private prisons thrive. For private prisons that lobby against true reform and keep people in jail for things like selling a small amount of weed, it's no wonder America has the highest incarceration rate per capita in the world. And that's coming it's over also, here as well. Well, it already is here. Yeah. Isn't it a strike system over there? Yeah. Some people have been sent down for life for stealing a pack of cookies because it was their third strike. Yeah. You don't steal the cookies. You're your third strike. Yeah. Don't steal the cookies. That's a fair point, to be fair. <laughs> oh, come on, though. It's... How can that be fair, man? You know what if I mean? If it's a loaf of bread, I've got no issue. If it's a pack of cookies, then I've got an issue. That's not essential. Yeah. If it's if it's a loaf of bread, then fine. A pack of cookies is just being greedy. Oh, put him away for life, then. Fuck him. He's a cunt. No, Mike, give him the chair. <laughs> How dare you steal the cookies? Three strikes. Chair. Mm. <laughs> what kind of cookies were they? Yeah. Maryland, sir. Chair. <laughs> they seem more like a luxury. They <laughs> seem more of a luxury item. Yeah. Oh, come on. You're still going. You're, I'm on my third strike for Nick and I've got a present. Oh, some cookies. That's just dumb. Yeah, that is a bit dumb. Well, maybe so, but it's so fucking harsh, isn't it? It is because you are going to be working like a dog in prison for about 25 cents a day. That's true. So yeah. basically the idea is that they really want people to stay in prison and for the police to arrest more people. The fact they've upped the amount of laws where you can be incarcerated by uh, from 3,000 to over 4,500. Um, oh, fuck it out. So they managed to have 1,500 laws where you can be incarcerated for in the space of 20 years. Wow. Which isn't bad going. Yeah, Since... that sounds like a difficult one for me because my attitude is don't break the law. <laughs> Don't break the law, and then you won't have to go to prison, private or, or general prison. Yeah, but if they're adding on new laws every day, soon enough you're going to be like breaking laws you don't even know exist. Yeah. True. Depends how ridiculous the laws become. You can't, you can't surely defend private prisons, though. You can't mm. think that's a good idea. Why not? Why not? Because they've got incentive to put people into prison and make money off the, the backs of their fucking labour while they're in prison. Yeah, but I mean, if, whole, if we need more prison to... space, and you build them, don't you? Yeah, but then they're creating more demand. Hmm. Don't know about that. They're lobbying the governments. To, they've just said to give them more, more fucking laws, give them more chance to break them, more chance to get into prison. Yeah, but you, you still have to do something criminal to go go to jail, though, don't you? But what if it gets to a point where one day you're just like waving at someone across the road? And you get like, arrested. You get arrested. Like, That's three years, mate. <laughs> like, fuck's sake. So, yeah, sorry. COVID. Yeah. No waving. Yeah. You can transmit COVID through waving them. You wink yeah. at someone and get done for sexual harassment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not just adding new laws. You're not dealing with society. You're dealing with criminals. It's. What do you it's... mean? Criminals are part of society. They're people in society that become criminals. Yeah, surely, they, surely they, the object is to have less people in prison. Once they've committed a crime, crime. they then get taken out of society because they're a danger to society. So it, well, it depends, really doesn't it? Them. It depends, doesn't it? Because not only are they introducing new laws, they're making laws more strict and making longer convictions to existing laws. So, for example, you know, selling a bit of weed, how harmful is that? Or so we get caught with a bit of weed on you, you know, all of a sudden you've got to do... 12 months jail service before it would have been three months or something. Oh yeah. I, I agree with you on, on the whole weed 
weed shouldn't be illegal, but if it is illegal in that state, then they're just following they're just following protocol, aren't they? If if it's illegal there, then they should be punished, shouldn't they? I don't think anyone should be punished for taking drugs personally. Well, that, that's opinion though, isn't it? So as the law is the law in the whatever law, area you're Yeah, in, whichever land you're in. I mean, some, some laws are ridiculous in foreign countries, but I'd still abide by it because it's, it's the law of the land. No, if I want to take a nude photo in front of an ancient sacred site, <laughs> then I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's not against the law in Britain, therefore it shouldn't be against the law in somewhere like Burma. Well, people get arrested. If I want to get my dick out and rest it on Ganesha's face, then I don't see the problem. People get arrested when they go on holiday, don't they? Like, uh, isn't there like certain countries where you can't show public uh, public uh, displays of affection with yeah, your partner, yeah. and you can get arrested for it? Yeah, that's why they never recommend yeah. you go off the uh, go off the, the yeah. site. Is it in you know, some places? I mean, that sucks, but if it's the law, it's the law. Yeah, you follow the law of the land, don't you? Well, well you have to, don't you? You have to follow the law of the land. But if the law's unjust, and you can still have an opinion about it, oh yeah, definitely. What about FIFA? They're corrupt to the core. <laughs> oh, FIFA are hilarious. Football company. Football organisation, yeah. yeah. Known to accept bribes. Billions of dollars in reserve, even though they're supposed to be a non-profit organisation. They've managed to lobby governments to change laws to benefit their cause. For example, the lifting of the alcohol ban in stadiums in Brazil, for example. They awarded the 2022 World Cup to Qatar. Qatar is literally just a desert with temperatures over 110 in the heat of the summer when a cup is played. And Qatar is using slave labour to build the stadiums, which, from literally from scratch, yeah. right? they have got to build 10 super stadiums from scratch. They're using slave labour, and all of these stadiums right, mm. are going to be air-conditioned. Wow. Right, so how much of the environmental factor is that going to be? I think we've only got one choice, really, and that's to get rid of football. Let's not do that completely. No. Just completely do away with it. No. Seems evil to me. No. (laughs) Let's move the World Cup somewhere else. Or we just cancel football. No. All forms. No. And the fact that Qatar was chosen despite bids from other countries that had all the infrastructure in place already. Yeah. Like, they beat us to it, didn't they? That was Russia. No, that that was Russia that beat us to it. Ah, yes, the Russians. Hey, Sepp, here, have this house in Russia with this Russian woman. <laughs> yeah, they are corrupt as fuck. Oh, do you know who's designing the, uh, the the stadiums for that World Cup? It's the uh, the son of um, Hitler's architect. Speer. Speer, yeah. His yeah. sons have got an architectural company in Germany and he won the contract to design the uh, <laughs> 2022 World Cup. He's a very successful architect. You've got to be pretty evil to hire the grandson of Hitler's the architect, son? haven't you? The, the son. son. Of the son of... The, then again, the Nazis did do a good monument. <laughs> was his son a Nazi, though? Well, the son probably isn't, but the dad <laughs> very much was. Who knows? Yeah, it's true. And he can't live in the past. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. He could be a really nice guy and his dad was just a dick. Well, whatever. Next one. Yeah. Cock Industries. Yeah. Cock. Yeah. 
It uses its profits to spread lying political propaganda, undermining science and attacking basic principles of civilization and reason. They have an unfair influence in politics and on politicians. They control energy markets, pipeline, defense, agriculture and cattle. They are responsible for 300 reported oil spills which have taken place across six states. Global warming denialists that pour millions of dollars into fighting clean energy. They were fined for environmental crimes relating to excess emissions of 85 metric tons of benzene, which is a known carcinogen. So they're just letting off cancer-causing chemicals into the air. Let it go. The cocks. Indubitably. Yep, pretty much. Oh, the United Fruit Company. First of all, the term Banana Republic literally refers to countries in South America or the Caribbean, which were ruled by corrupt officials who were bought off by banana companies. Yeah. I was say Smedley Butler. Smedley Butler. He wrote, didn't he, that he said, all wars are for money. Wars are a resources. racket. Yeah, wars are a racket. Yeah, basically they caused coups. Yeah, he was fighting for United Fruits, not for the... Uh, the American people. He was fighting for United, the United States of United Fruit. Yeah. The case of Guatemala, the democratically elected government was overthrown by the CIA due to a combination of lobbying from the United Fruit Company and anti-communist fears. The United Fruit Company claimed the government was going to join the Soviets. Well, Fear mongering it. Yep. Monsanto. Everyone knows who Masanto is. No, no. Oh, they're these. Uh, they got. They're the guys that do the roundup. First company to modify a, genetically modify a seed to be resistant to pesticides and herbicides. Their seeds are billed as Roundup Ready. It Only is thing bio- that will stay alive in a field that's been sprayed with Roundup. It is, is buyer main- as well. It is buyer as well, isn't it? They've merged, haven't they? Yeah. Yep. Two evil companies becoming one giant evil company. And they own all the fucking seeds as well, don't they? They do. They genetically modify the crops. They can literally be dosed in chemicals and not die. GMO crops are largely untested apart from a study where rats on an 11% genetically modified corn diet were six times more likely to die. So they only had 11% of their diet as GM food and... They were six times more likely to die. Uh, In 2002, Monsanto was convicted of dumping tens of thousands of PCBs, obviously chemicals, into the waterways of Anniston, Alabama, before lying about it for years. This led to the largest, one of the highest concentrations of the toxic pollutant ever recorded in history. Uh, Monsanto's view on the situation was, and this is a quote, we can't afford to lose a dollar of profit. What? There's just no accountability, is there? That, that's the issue. There's no accountability and not enough, like, you know, sort of harsh punishment. You know, they should be made to fix the issues, shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't they? If him? every company, yeah, had to cost its environmental impact yeah. rather than leaving it for the state to pick up, most companies will be unprofitable and wouldn't be able to exist. Yeah. So it's just about Possibly. will. and get, It just needs a change of law. But, of course, these companies own our governments, so they're not going to legislate against them, are they? 
No, that's what I said earlier. That um, basically, we, it's a corporate corporatocracy. Mm. Mm. And I mean, everything we buy in the shops is owned by ten companies. For fuck's sake, everything. That's ridiculous. Because they're all fucking. What do you call it? Subsidiaries, aren't they? Yeah. And then you got the likes of Disney, who literally own fucking everything. No, I don't. Well, Disney. No, uh, start on Disney. <laughs> I think Mickey's great. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> you know I hate the mouse. <laughs> Bastard. This whole thing is nuts, quite frankly. Go on, then what are the 10 companies then that allegedly... Well, it's, it's everything you buy. There's a consumer brand, so you've got Nestle, PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, Unilever, Kellogg's, Danone, Mars, Mondelez... Associated British Foods. I can't make out the last one on the infographic. You can't get away from it, can you? Never even Which seen one? that logo before. Which one are you pointing at? The middle one there, the top. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> you can't get away from it at all, can you? No. Yeah, I've never seen it either. It does say, doesn't it? Scroll in a bit more. Zoom in a bit more. General no. Mills? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah, I've never heard of them. I've never seen it before either. It's ridiculous. But yeah, everything we're buying in the shops is owned by one of those. Uh, yeah, it's General Mills. Yeah, Nestle, Pepsi Cola, Coca Cola, Unilever, Danone, General Mills, Kellogg's, Mars, Associated British Foods, and Mondelez make billions in revenue every year. And literally everything you buy in the shop is owned by one of those guys. I bet most of them have moved their manufacturing and that all over abroad into China and the. Of course they have. To the Far East and South America. It's cheaper, cheaper labour, make more profit. Not so many human rights laws. And then what happens to the people in the communities where these companies used to be? Well, they get thrown in the soup. <laughs> Thrown in the soup. <laughs> well, no, they 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 lose their jobs. They become they go into poverty, and therefore a life of crime, which therefore leads to them getting arrested, which therefore leads to them being used as slave labour. Yeah. <laughs> Changes socio-economic demographic, doesn't it? Yeah, that area, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's places in Britain where the, the old mining towns. The old yeah, like, mining town used to come through here. No, it doesn't anymore. <laughs> no one's mining no more. We're a mining town, aren't we? We're many things. We're a, yeah. We were a mining town. Market we, towns uh, as well. We were, agri- we were farmers. I think the biggest employer around here in the sort of early days of Telford is probably the Ever Ready, which is a battery-making place. Which now has houses on it. Which now has houses on it. That <laughs> land's really polluted too. My dad worked there. Yeah, it is. They used to throw all the chemicals just out the back. There was no environmental laws back then. All the waste chemicals, throw them out the back. Then they get in the water table. Yep. That explains you then, Ben, doesn't it? <laughs> You're drinking the same water as me, buddy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> your, dad, your dad was working there. <laughs> that explains why I'm such a fucking genius then. With superpowers. <laughs> I've got a question do you think that this sort of vulture capitalism where you can just get away with what you want do you think it's actually destroyed the morality of society because it doesn't seem to any any responsibility there's no there's no uh, blame taken anymore fuck yeah man 
you think it's there's a about, correlation between that? Yeah, it's all about it's greed, like isn't it? He's like rubbing off on the rest of us, like, yeah, fuck that guy. Look at this society, it's all about greed. Weren't we like that before capitalism, though? No, we used to live Except in egalitarian, egalitarian of, societies um, before the, um, the agricultural revolution. Instead of like selling stuff and buying stuff, it was just like going to someone else's country and killing and stealing everything. So no, it's well, just, well, the, the it, evil has just changed. That only happened 10,000 years ago when we started farming and having a surplus. Before then, we lived in small egalitarian tribes and just foraged the land, didn't they? And just sustainably foraged the land and moved on to where... Actually, the, the population was. wasn't that high, though. Yeah, we didn't bump into humans very often, and when we no, did, no, we fight no. each other. <laughs> of course, there's no getting away from that. But, I mean, within this little tribes, it was all... Everybody was treated as equal, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was nobody with a huge power over everybody else. Wouldn't there have been a tribe leader? Possibly, yeah, but... You know, the Native Americans, they have the dude in charge, and everyone else is like... Hey, like every old man is grandfather, that kind of thing. We all look after everybody else and Do you mean like that kind of setup? Yeah. You still see it in like the Bushman tribes in Kenya and things like that now. Mm-hmm. They I can run. It was only when we started having surpluses and people started hoarding stuff. And then of course, the more stuff you get, the more power you've got over I other people. Greed, I think that greed's always been there. I don't think one. it is. What's the first thing you say to a kid, say at nursery, and, and one kid is hoarding all the toys? What do you say to him? I don't say nothing. They just slap him and take the toys. These <laughs> <laughs> are my toys now. <laughs> I want the I'm the big guy around here. <laughs> Claire's right. You share it. Sharing's caring. That's it. Why do we teach our kids that? Why do we teach our kids that? And then when we get into adults, we don't do that. Because they're inherently greedy, so we're trying to teach it out of them. That's why they hoard them all out of instinct. Instinctually, we, we have evolved for a long, long time to gather and hunt and take as much as we can from everyone else. I don't believe that, actually, and I think there's evidence that's contrary to it. No, usually, like you, you are right in small tribes because they were considered as part of the family, but often tribes would go to other tribes when they found other tribes and they'd steal, take things. I mean, women have evolved basically as gatherers to actually hide resources from other women. That literally, that literally happened in, in caveman times. They would literally hide. Like men, when they would go and hunt, they'd hunt together so everyone would see what they would hunt, but women would separate off so often they could hide some of the resources and not put them in. All right, well, say there's a debate then to be had over whether we're inherently greedy or not. Wouldn't it be better to have a society that doesn't promote greed, promotes oh, know, empathy and compassion? Definitely, but I believe human nature is inherently greedy. All right, Agent Smith. <laughs> <laughs> we're a virus. We are inherently greedy. That's why we're in the situations we're in now. Well, that's why the planet's fucked. Yeah. But, but I do think that the, the, whole, the culture just getting away with everything has had a, an impact on society. Yeah, maybe. Just an opinion? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, an example of uh, Boris. Yeah. Numerous affairs, left his cancer-ridden wife to go off with his mistress. Yeah. No one knows how many kids he's got. Sketchy dude. He has a tendency of making opinions that don't age very well. And yet, well, that guy's like as crooked as they come. He's pretty crooked. But enough people are like, yeah, that's the guy we want in charge. And this is because of a culture of like companies like, oh, we had a massive oil spill. Yeah, we find her a few million quid and they're just going to carry on as usual next week. You know, 
I think it might be. Is that, is that stuff filtered into our collective morals? I think it might be what I listened to a podcast you guys did the other day, and I think it might be what Mike said, the civilization one. Yeah. And the fact that he's got the media on his side. So you can twist the story, can't you? Of course. That's what I'd probably say. Put yeah. it down to is if you've got most people on your side, like powerful people, you can just put out whatever story you want. Yeah, I guess so. That's how they control us now, isn't it? They don't use brute force as much anymore. They manipulate our minds the press. Yeah, yeah, it's just information. Actually, Propaganda. I want to throw Facebook onto that list of evil companies. Yeah, they're yeah. very evil because a lot of the time they put stuff out as fact when it's just opinion. And then they fact-check everyone else on their opinions. Which country was it that banned them before the election? Oh, yeah. I can't Australia, remember. wasn't it? Was it Australia? Yeah, there was a smaller country. Was it Uganda? Yeah, I think it was Uganda, yeah. Yeah. Banned Facebook for two months on the run-up to their election because, because they said they, we're going to have a fair election. Facebook yeah. can swing it one way or the other too much. They basically said all of the violence and aggression that happened in America on both sides was due to Facebook like fanning the flames on both sides. I can believe it. And also they were swinging votes by sharing specific stuff. So they blocked them. It's not a bad idea, actually. Like before an election, two months before an election, social media is like, just, you they can't blocked, share nothing. They blocked them for about two months. <laughs> they blocked them for ages. It's not a bad plan. The question is, can we ever come back from this you know, like these evil corporations, is there ever going to be any clarity and any sort of real accountability and them actually taking note of what, what's going on? Well, we need to get our governments back first. I don't think we can, because I think the people that have the most power isn't these corporations, it's the consumer. The consumer keeps giving them the money rather than telling, cutting them off. Well, we're brainwashed, aren't we? Yeah. So as soon to as... buy their products. As soon as we wake up and go, you know what? I mean, Amazon, I had this conversation with Ben earlier. Amazon is one of the richest, most powerful companies on the planet. And until we stop giving them all our money, they are going to treat their workers like shit because they can get away with it. Because but they, I love Amazon. They're above the law, but they have the best service out there. So people keep yeah. buying them. Well, we're forced to, you know, if you haven't got yeah. a lot of money, it's cheap on Amazon. Well, we're not forced to. It's a choice. We can say no. We can say, fuck you, Amazon. I do. I don't ever buy from Amazon. Uh, well, no. Yeah, but you can because you've got the money, but poor people can't afford it it's, it's five pound cheap on amazon yeah so that you're going to do that rather than pay the extra money which means they're going to miss out on food or electricity for a few days so what i mean five pounds a lot of money to some people they're yeah, forced um, into that choice really, most people don't buy food and electricity from amazon though you can't no you but really? they buy food yeah they might need not electricity shoes. surely that's no, no. yeah they might need yeah. to buy shoes or, or something like that or clothing yeah. or, or bedding yeah. or whatever yeah. Or a power kite. Yeah. A yeah. parasite. A power kite. Oh, a power kite. Well, who doesn't do You look in my eyes and tell me that we don't need power kites. Yeah. It's still a choice, though. I would rather go without than buy something from Amazon. Yeah, well, your kids need shoes for school. And, you, you know, you've only got 20 quid and they're 20 quid on Amazon or 25 quid down the shop. Mm. You've got no choice, have you? Yeah, you get some paper bags. Yeah, there's always, <laughs> there's always a choice. We don't have to give our money to these these capital corporations. It's always a choice. Well, for some people it is, but for a lot of people it isn't, I don't think. Uh, well, it's, there's arguments to be said for both. I enjoy using Amazon because I like stuff. And this is the problem. 
I know all these corporations are bastards. I know this. Mm. I know. Oh, I know that they see that they base all their, their entire goal is to separate me from my money and to also extort my labour for their own profit while paying me a fraction of what they've earned off it. Mm. Yep. I know all this, but I like stuff. <laughs> you know, I like a Mackey's. That's true. Everyone likes stuff. This is why I like to buy stuff of Amazon to, to pamper myself. This is why people have stuff that's that's not really a necessity. Capitalism creates things that are non-necessities, niceties. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, like the pop figures we've got on the side. Yeah, they're not. They they serve no purpose. They're a little bobblehead figure. They they serve no purpose. The really rare ones. No, nah, they're not. Are they? No. It's a Rick and Morty one and um, Butcher from the Boys. If you've seen the Boys. Uh, my kids are always going on about, oh, this is really rare. You know, yeah, there is some rare ones. But see, capitalism, capitalism creates all that stuff. Mm. We, we wouldn't have fun stuff without capitalism. That's the problem. That's why we like it so much. That's why it's the most powerful thing in the world is because it creates fun stuff that we want. Entertainment. So the fall of Rome? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're almost, it's almost like we're addicted to it because... It, it gives us, I mean, we wouldn't have so much choice on beverages. We wouldn't have so much choice on chocolate, on sweets. We have, we're spoiled for choice in, in today's society because we're, we're addicted to nice stuff. And it, it kind of gives us that fix. Yep. Dopamine and that. That's yeah. it, of course. That's it. And they, just, yeah. yeah. And, they, and, the, and the corporations prey on that and they use advertising to manipulate us. It's all about that dopamine hit, baby. What's the alternative, though, to, to it? That's the thing. Well, there are all other alternatives, aren't there? That are as good. That could be as good, yeah. It would give us as, as much choice and give us all the crap that we don't really need but we want as a society. Well, it's up to society to decide what it wants, isn't it? If it wants that, that's who fine. Would create that. those, who would create well, those you things? You have to do it in a more sustainable way, don't you? Yeah. It would create Instead those niceties, though. Disposable plastics and... Make it more sustainable. Yeah, it can be done. Oh, but the other week you wasn't up for your, your solid shampoo. You were like, "Oh, I'm just going to grab the bottle off the shelf." Yeah. Uh, exactly. It's convenience. If it, it's consumer, yeah. Yeah, convenience, uh, massive selection, fun things that we don't really need but we want. I mean, the reason why we have Netflix is because of capitalism. We wouldn't have that, and everyone's addicted to Netflix. Mm. We wouldn't have had that without capitalism. They would have just died with Blockbuster. <laughs> All right, then. So let's move on slightly to New Zealand. So the question, is how, the question was, how do we make things better? Well, New Zealand have ditched their GDP for a happiness and well-being index. Right. Does everyone know what GDP is? Gross domestic product. Yep. Isn't that the amount of money that a government gets for its part and then distributes? It's how much the country... How much money the country generates from producing things, and then that's shared equally between each person in the country. That's just what the gross bit stands for. Yeah. So, like, if I, when I'm working, that I how much I gross in a year, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they've um, turned to a happiness index, a marker that focuses on the well-being of the citizens rather than economic bottom line. Do they have like smiley faces and you point to which one? I hope Is so. Is your most smiliest? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Are you a semi-smiley or a full smiley? Always a full smiley. 
The gross domestic product has always been a dependable tool for economic discussions, an index that is used to determine the health of an economy and the well-being of a nation. Except it isn't there, is it? No. Even the person that invented it said what you're doing, you shouldn't even be measuring a country's progress on this. Because it, it just doesn't take in hardly any factors whatsoever, does it? Well, it's just what the country churns out and that's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But people use it, politicians use it as a gauge of whether the country's doing well or not. Yeah, this is, so this is what we're churning out, therefore this should be the living standard. This is, it, X is what we're producing, so Y must be the living standard. And Yeah, but we all know that it's distributed unevenly, don't we? So that's not quite true, is it? No. Yeah, it only makes assumptions about the basic standards of living, which can be different across the socio-economic spectrum of a nation. Yeah. Additionally, better standards of living do not necessarily equate to better welfare, with the latter being affected by a range of factors including but not limited to mental well-being, cultural resilience and environmental health. Yeah. Now, the Kingdom of Bhutan became the first nation to test a gross national happiness index in 2008, measuring factors like psychological health, living standards, community vitality, that sounds terrible, as well as environmental and cultural resilience. Community vitality, I'm thinking, is like, let's all go out and pick litter today. Really? I don't know, that's what I'm getting from that. No, it means uh, just the health of the community, doesn't it? How healthy they are, how long they live for. Oh, that's all right, then. <laughs> Those what they... to do some yeah. kind of event. Are people participating in community, what, things like that? I thought you were going to get vitality mixed up with virility. <laughs> community <laughs> virility. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I yeah. You, that's what I thought you were going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one place is up because Robbie the Shaggers just going around <laughs> doing everything. <laughs> Everyone's happy there. <laughs> Not all the husbands like, but you know. Uh, so, New Zealand Prime Minister. Um, hold on, crucially, you missed out the last bit of that sentence. Because, yeah. okay, they measure the factors, but then what do they do? They Government. would use these metrics to inform its policies. There we go. So, they're creating policies directly measuring these factors and creating the policies that are going to help improve these factors rather than ignoring them, which the GDP would. Otherwise. I see what you mean. So this is a basically stop using GDP because it doesn't take into a, to account anything else apart from what the country is producing and mm -hmm. use this happiness factor where, hey, everyone's fairly psychologically happy. That's a tick. Happy face on the chart. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, they're saying the more wealthy the country is or the more wealthy the individual, the happier the individual, but wealth doesn't always bring happiness. No. Just for me. <laughs> Not if your water's polluted. You know what I mean? And your air's polluted. And well, I could afford Nestle band bottled water and air. You <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sold out to Nestle. Other bottled waters are available. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am not a shill for Nestle. They didn't get to me in the break, okay? <laughs> just I showed you this new Nestle t-shirt I just got <laughs> literally as people are walking into the town meetings you're going to be handing out like Nestle uh, milkshakes to everyone <laughs> oh he's already done the Easter eggs yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 wonder who made them Ben I think they were Nestle yeah, I bet they were <laughs> yeah I've already, I've already taken the donation yeah. I mean no I haven't I, he, I, had a, I had a chat to a nice man from Nestle yeah. and he said he, he Give me this stuff. Here you go, children. Courtesy of our overlords. I mean, Nestle. <laughs> 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 so New Zealand is the latest leader to adopt the happiness index metric 
announcing a new budget that focused on improving the prosperity of local communities. She hoped, Arden, hoped that it would uh, lay the foundation for not just one well-being budget, but a different approach for government decision-making altogether. A 131 million US dollar budget increase in services aimed at helping victims of domestic and sexual violence, as well as housing programs for the nation's homeless. So it doesn't have to be this way, does it? It doesn't have to always be profit first. No. Because only the corporations want that. Of course, they own the government, so that's what they want. But if we actually own the governments, we can say, no, hang on a minute. We don't want profit over everything. Yeah, we don't want profit over everything else. Isn't our economy doing quite well, though? Exactly. It is doing well, it isn't. It is, I think. Yeah, so... But Bhutan have done it as well. The mighty Bhutan. No mugs, he's Bhutanese. Yeah, but it's a choice, isn't it? It's like, obviously the population would want to put people and the environment over profit. Makes sense, doesn't it? Happy work more profit. Yeah, the profit's going to the, the people at the top anyway who own the business, most of it. Or is it just a cynical ploy to get more out of us? In what way? Like, hey, they're happy. They'll work better and harder. They'll do longer hours because they're happy. Let's squeeze some more out of them. Let's push it until the index starts faltering, and then we'll just give it push back. We'll just let a little go, make them happy well, again. Well, look what it used to be. It used to be 12-hour shifts, seven days a week. Kids as young as sort of eight had to go to work, didn't they? The factories. Well, yeah, in the 1800s. That's what I, I mean. Country, I heard, uh, was trying out a four-day week. Has anyone seen that recently? Yeah, yeah, and the productivity went up, didn't it? Pardon? <laughs> productivity went up. Yeah, yeah. Mine wouldn't. I'd switch off on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't it the unions that stopped the 12-hour de- 12 12 week? Uh, day? Sorry. Yeah, of course, man. It was people power, yeah. If the corporations had their way, we'd still be doing that, wouldn't we? We'd have to fight for them, right? Worse, don't they? 12-hour shifts are the worst. You get home, you have something to eat, and then you sleep again, and then you're up again, you know. Yeah. Seven days a week, imagine that, because, you know, we had to fight for weekends off, didn't we? Yeah, but I'd be strong from working down pit and getting pissed every night. It is a much yeah. better world now, but back then it was probably a bit pretty shit for those kids because they went from earning money to just starving to death because they had no money. <laughs> They couldn't buy that gin. Yeah, so it would have kind of sucked for those kids. Yeah, it was it was shit that we were using them, but all of a sudden yeah. they all got fired. <laughs> but they I mean, got they... education out of it. I'm pretty sure they probably mostly starved to death. They probably should have said, "We'll keep you on until you're sixty, until you're sixteen, and then you can no, make the choice." No, they'd have gone off to join a band of lovable cottony pickpockets because they wouldn't have had many other choices. And then they just said, "Ah, oh, sorry, we can't employ you anymore. <laughs> Get out." <laughs> In fact, that was actually the opposition to child labour laws. Yeah. It's like, hey, these families depend on their kids working. You're taking that away. And then everyone went, well, why don't you just pay the adults more? Yeah. Yeah, but some of them would have been orphans, wouldn't they? Like 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds, like, like siblings. There's a place for them in the British Army as a drummer boy. <laughs> they can enlist. Take the shilling and enlist. Or go and join the Navy. They probably should have been looking looking at the ways to help the children no. first before they the Britain needs man. soldiers for its colonial wars. <laughs> we need these children on the front line. Exactly. Give them a musket and send them to war. It'll make men of them. 
Well, that's probably what happened, though, I would imagine. <laughs> After they couldn't work, they probably joined the army and faked their age. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Problem solved itself. Yeah. Uh, some resource-based economy then, Mike. This is the future. This could be the future, couldn't it? It's one possible future. Is this the Star Trek future, basically? Yeah, basically, yeah. Could you explain it? I've heard of it before, but I'd like a little bit more detail. Yeah, I'll try my best. We'll go through the article. So basically, a global resource-based economy uses the intelligent and humane application of science and technology to provide abundance for all people. Our proposal outlines a possible vision for humanity where the full potential of science and technology is unleashed towards social betterment. This is a description of economics where the incentive to exploit others is surpassed and human ingenuity will no longer be used in ways that harm people or the environment. When the goal is not profit, but the well-being of people and the environment, education will be directed towards supporting a sustainable system. What, so they're going to repurpose and focus the planet's natural resources into a big pot that then they sort of divvied out... To people's needs, where. yeah. To people's needs, yeah. It's all done with real-time information. Well, this suggests an AI has to take control because I'm not done with yeah. it. Yeah, well, quite possibly. Well, I'm sorry, then I'm not interested. AI. I don't know so, whether an AI would take control, but you probably would have to use AI, maybe, yeah. Would you distribute everything? Food? Yeah. So there'd be no money in this scenario? No. This so, is a cashless society. So how, how do you... How, how do you get paid for your labour? You don't. You have all your basic needs met. Yeah. And your work is your contribution to society. So your contribution to society would be, like, making sure no one's fat. Okay. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> he's saying because I'm a personal trainer, so I'd be, ah, I'd be yeah, contributing to make sure people are healthy. There you go. You're contributing to make people healthy. Well, what would be my incentive to do more than other people? What do you mean, do more than other people? Like, work more hours, help more people. So, like, my, my job helps people, so why would I help more if I get the same as everyone else? Well, it'd be your contribution to society. You, would, you wouldn't... If yeah, everyone's my incentive? Your incentive is to be part of a community. Property. Yeah, but what's my reward? What's the, what's the human's reward for that? Your reward is acknowledgement of, your, of, of what you're doing your respect in society could I not do the bare minimum and still get rewarded though based on that well there would be a bare minimum wouldn't there you know to, yeah. to live in that society yeah they have so, got a little section here called motivation most people just do the bare minimum then I mean I do a lot right now but I do the bare minimum because I'm getting paid either way no, but you're pursuing your interests aren't you you love doing it yeah, I do, but not enough to do more for the same for the same as everyone else. I'd do I don't that. know what you mean. Do more? You just so you know, if you I had contribute. so if I had thirty clients a week before, and then I'm going to get the same amount of resources whether I did thirty or twenty. I'd just help less people, wouldn't I? Be more personal trainers. Yeah, well, I just I just help less people because I'm getting the same anyway. So, whether be more personal trainers because someone who didn't have the time to pursue their I get an extra thing could pursue their time. So be more. So the work would be you'd all get twenty. I get an extra. So you wouldn't have to do any more. I get an extra ten hours a week to myself then. Yeah. Actually, why work? I just won't work anymore. Well, no, because you still got to do a bit to get. You still got to do your mandatory shift to get the stuff. 
So everyone does the same. So everyone does the same. Yeah. If you want to do any more, that's up to you, and you're doing it for your own enjoyment, I guess. Why would I? Why well, would if I, not? You could pursue other pleasures. You could start to paint. Why would I? Why could, would I work hard? I'd just phone it in. I'd be like, literally, do the bare minimum. No, that's, like, you, that's just you. You rely on some kind of social pride. Then, like, hey, see all those ripped guys. Yeah, I made yeah. them. I made them into the into the rippling slabs of muscle they are. But most you'll be a respected like, pillar of the community. People will look up to you. Most people are. Most people aren't motivated by be, by being a respected member of the community. Actually, this is the thing you have to have this entire social shift in terms yeah. of going from. A, there's, there's no money. There's no monetary basis. Now, if you lived in China, you'd have a completely different attitude. But it doesn't in China, it's all about the community. And, it seems and... really unfair to me, though. That's because you've been brought up to believe in, in in the capitalist system. No, because I'm a hard worker, and if I'm not going to be rewarded for that more than somebody that's not a hard worker, I might as well do as less as them, or if not less. It's almost like you're punishing me for working harder than other people. No you're, one's you're punishing pride you. Pride doesn't, pride doesn't give you extra stuff. Maybe there's an incentive to get extra stuff. <laughs> I don't think this is going to work for everybody, then, is no, it? No, yeah, it seems, gonna, it seems selfish. It seems selfish on, on, on everyone that works hard. I don't know what you mean. How is it selfish? Because you're giving people that don't want to work hard the same as people that do want to work hard, and then just say, well, your reward is you'll be a, a respected member of the community. That's not enough. Yeah, you'd be more respected than Larry the Slacker. Yeah, but... Who cares? He gets the slack. I don't want to. Yeah, he's called Larry the Slacker. I want to slack. If he gets the slack, I want to slack. So then, slack. so then you've got yeah, but then you've got an entire. Well, then you become slack, Sean. Yeah, but then you've got an entire community of slackers, and then humans don't progress, and we just die out because we just all lounge around eating grapes and getting. Oh, fat. so we go to the Wally future. <laughs> we would just we would, we'd all just sit around. We'd yeah, we'd like yeah, we'd be on those things where we just get really fat. And we're all just addicted to. That computer screen's in front of us. That's like already Wally. happened. Like Wally. That's already happened. Yeah, but everyone would do the same thing and nothing would get done. But they this is suggesting how- a total mental shift. Yeah. Like we yeah. talked about the other week, yeah, where we were saying about I was going to use some solid shampoo to yeah. stop using as many plastic bottles. Mike was yeah. like, well, it's just there on the shelf, isn't it? You're going to buy it. It's about yeah. a mental shift. And, you know, it. yeah, it, it, that's for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, but it just seems an it seems an un, more unfair system than capitalism. I don't see how that is unfair. You got people working, you know, seventy, eighty hours a week, and they're just scraping by. Nobody's you working know. seventy or eighty weeks and scraping by, mate. They are, mate. Who? Who? There are seventy people. or eighty hours. Actually, it just depends on whether you're salaried or not. Are minimum wage, less than minimum wage. You know, some people still get paid that. A lot of immigrants that come into the country and get paid illegally minimum wage, less than minimum wage. Yeah, but then that's, that's illegal immigrants then. That's that's on them that they're not getting paid the correct amount because they didn't go through the legal immigration system. So they accept the amount of money they of can Of course they accept obtain. it because they're, they're still earning double the amount that they would in their own country. Yeah, so that's... probably that's, been trafficked as well. So that's not the fault of society. That's, that's the fault, true. That's, uh, that's the fault of them for not going through the legal channels. Well, they would have been trafficked. Oh, yeah, if they're being trafficked, that's awful because that's against their will. But, yeah, it, it seems like a really unfair system for anyone that wants to work really hard. Because it's well, almost like there's no reward for your hard work. Maybe you get extra stuff. But then it's not. Maybe. Uh, I, I, I'm not completely. This up. mentality of stuff. 
I don't have a lot of stuff. I'm not, I just, stuff meaning a better life. Everyone wants the better life, don't they? But equality doesn't mean a utopia for everyone. It just means everyone has the same crappy life. That's what it means. There's not, we're not all going to get given a mansion, are we? I see what you mean. We're not so all going to get given a swimming pool. There isn't enough mansions and swimming pools for the world. And who's going to build all the mansions and swimming pools? Exactly. Yeah, yeah there's, so, not, there's enough people, there's enough for everybody's need, but there's not enough for everybody's greed, is there? That's yeah, the whole problem. That's not the kind of, yeah, but that's not the kind of life a lot of people want to live. They want to live a but better we're destroying, life. We're destroying the planet. We can't keep going on this. Yeah, that's what make... this is about. We, this is going to kill greed. And who said greed is good in the movie Wall Street? Michael Douglas. Yeah. We still got to stop it, haven't we? We've got to stop that mentality yeah. a lot. So this Where is one way of just destroyed. This is one way of just having a complete shift, a complete turnaround, and, and thinking, you know, actually, we, we shouldn't be going down this route where greed is everything and it's yeah. destroying the planet and ruining people's lives because they're taking all the money and leaving none for everyone else. Yeah. Well, what kind of life would people live then, though? Uh, to be fair... Well, it's story... up for discussion, isn't it? This whole thing is up for discussion. It's a, you know, it's just one possible solution, perhaps. If we were more, like, town-based, a lot of people could give up cars and be a little bit more like Amsterdam, where they're all on mm. push bikes and stuff. You could reduce people, like, commuting an hour, two hours, whatever, across, you know, to get to different jobs and such. Yeah. If you because if you were growing like food and stuff on a smaller scale for the town, you know you could argue you could deliver it by bike as well. It's about to, uh, you know these are radical shifts. Mm. But, you know we're we're at a point where we need radical shift. Do you not think that society would just collapse then though because nobody would work hard to make society? Well, no, nobody's for that... survival then, isn't it? Why is yeah. it? There? Why would you just sit there and let things collapse? People wouldn't do it, would they? Well, why wouldn't they? Because you're living in the community. You want a good standard of life. You don't want to be living in fucking Mad Max, do you? I think we'd establish you wanted to live in the Mad Max. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work, would it? It just wouldn't work. Why? I think it could, but I think it would take such... It would take a really radical shit. Yeah. Maybe the point where... Like there's a solar flare and the and the the electronic infrastructure of the world gets wiped out, mm. we'd have to fall back to this. Yeah. So we'd have sheep in the garden to make wool to clothe our neighbours. Yeah, but and I... they'd have pigs for us to eat. Yeah. And vice so everyone would do a bit yeah. for everybody else. And you have that, then you're like, hey, see that building over there? I did that. That's yeah. mine, I built that. Built so, with my neighbours. Okay, yeah. Your what you so your community strength is stronger. So think of like an Amish community. Yeah, they all gather but, around and have a sing song. Yeah. Like Amish, but high technology. Yes, but if if there was a say, if there was an old lady that needed a wall building and she couldn't build it, so I had to build it. What am I getting for building that wall? Satisfaction. Yeah. Like an old lady. So everybody's because going someone to do will that. do the same for you one day. So everyone's going to do. No, that. no, because someone will do the same for you one day. If you need a wall building, but you can't do it. But you don't like. You don't want to build walls, though, do you? Some people like building. Would you do that? No, would you build a wall in the hopes that someday build, someone builds a wall for you? I'll help build a wall. I'll help the town build a wall for the old lady. Yeah. You don't know if anyone's going to do anything for you in the future. Well, I hope that because I'm doing it, that I know he always helps out. We'll help him out. Yeah. Would you, Mike? Not building a wall because it wouldn't fucking <laughs> it would fall down after a day or two. 
Yeah, but you'd have like you'd be just helping out, maybe handing someone a brick who knows what to do. No, but you know, I'd so help in other ways. Like a labourer. Know, I really, I really enjoyed uh, being a teaching assistant and helping kids learn. Yeah. Was you going to stand there and help them learn to be bricklayers? <laughs> Not bricklayers. My passion was English. Well, the whole so, reason why every society ever has brought money in is because it was too complex working out how much somebody's time was valued at. So they brought money in so they could equate that time. So what you're doing is essentially saying that nobody's time is worth anything. So that means that nobody's life is worth anything. No, that's not me. That's, 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 that's the implication. No, everybody, everybody is crucial. Because everybody needs to... Yeah, but you could choose to drop out of society and do nothing. And there would be we no can, repercussions. We can do that now. So everyone could do that then. So then nothing would progress. Because there's, no, there's nothing in it for anyone except for what Ben said. Human survival, but you know you're going to survive. It's the next society that won't survive as everything burns around you. Mad back. <laughs> yeah, well, this is your, your idea. This would be global. This has to be global, doesn't it? This has to be global. Well, Star Trek's done it, and they—they, they, yeah. you know. No, they actually—they actually had a ca capitalism uh, capitalism universe, and the the Starfleet is communism. Just Starfleet is communism. All the planets are. Now they got no money. No, they do. We've had this conversation before. Picard said we've got no money. We, we get to do so away with So why that. does he have an expensive vineyard that he sells wine to rich people? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is well, every planet it, well, has capitalism. It's just it's a, a TV machine. show. Is it's got contradictions, doesn't it? It's going to have contradictions. It's, it's different well, writers and different series. No, it, it's just Starfleet is communist, and all of the planets mm. are capitalist. World War Z, and they just trade with all the cat. They just give their their services them to the planets. That's all it is. But they know that they can't survive without all of those countries' capitalism, which is why they've not abolished it. Otherwise, they could. Couldn't they? They're an, they're an army. Well, I don't know. I don't know much that much about Star Trek, to be fair. An easy one is World War Z. Basically, zombies go. Zombies take over most of America. What's left of society ends up in this resource-based economy because they've got no other choice. Yeah, but they have higher ups. They have people that are like in charge that have a nice, safe, comfortable areas, almost like dictators. And then the soldiers that are on the front lines dying to try I'll and... tell you what, we won't have the dictators then. <laughs> but that's how it goes, doesn't it? No, Somebody it doesn't have to, though. This is a choice, isn't it? This is a choice. Not really, because somebody's going to have to tell these people they're going to have to work for their free resources, aren't they? Otherwise, everyone's just going to take their free resources and be like, well, fuck it, I'm not doing anything. I get free resources every week. No, you've got I don't believe that people would resources. do that, though. I don't believe people would do that. Why not? That's not that Because you've got to make the resources. You got to, Someone's got to make it, so you all have to do a certain bit. So who's going to so, make the resources? Well, say I might have to go to work and do my job for, like, 16 hours a week. Yeah, you could do it that way. You could just have everybody doing, like, yeah, 16, 20 hours a week community service for their... Yeah. That's another possible solution. But wouldn't everyone starve, then, because people are working less and... There's, there's, no. No, because it creates more jobs, in a way. See, if I'm only working 20 hours a week or 16 hours a week, someone else can do 16 hours a week and split. Who's going to train these people because nobody wants to work extra to train them because they're not getting anything back for spending? Right, it's going to be filtered in, hasn't it? Well, would it's you, a passion, you stay though, after isn't work, it? Would you stay after work to train someone if you weren't getting paid? No, they'd have to come in early. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to, would you come in early? If that's just part of the job, you got the job, you got to come in to train. No, it's yeah. extra. You've got to still do your job because we need the resources, but we also need you to train the next guy. So you have to stay afterwards and get no, no extra resources. You just have to do it for the good of the country. Yeah, all right, then. 
Robert Why are you just making up hypotheticals here, though, aren't you? But they are the hypotheticals, all right, though, aren't all right. they? In the scenario. The whole scenario is hypothetical. And then, of course uh, it is. Essentially, what you're, you're describing is communism. Right. It's a luxury communism. Yeah. Yes. But no country's yeah. ever made a luxury communism. It's That's why we're all going to put us on our differences and work together. It always it. becomes a real oh, dictatorship. We'll, we'll fuck it then. We'll just stay as we are and we'll just let the planet die. It's dying anyway. Is it the communist countries You know what I mean? Yeah, the communist countries are kicking out more, more toxic fumes than capitalist countries. What's your point? You just said that communism is the way forward, essentially. No, I said this is like a, this is like yeah, like a luxury. This is communism. I, I don't even think you could class China as communist. China. Or or the USSR. They are communists. I would argue that actually. I would argue they were state capitalists. China's definitely a they're state, Yeah, they're state capitalists when they trade on the world stage, but in terms of internally, they're communists. Yeah. So they're a communist. Well, I think we can go right in circles on this. All right. Should we leave it there? Wrap it up. So that's the alternative. Despite Sean's objections, Claire, what do you think? Not the alternative. There's plenty of alternatives, but that's just one I just happen to pick, pick out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Claire? Well, I, th- I think, you know, there's got to be radical shifts for, you know, for the times we're in now, isn't it? You know? I see what you mean. I mean, I think the only way that anything's going to change, well, it would take a huge radical shift to get us off the system around there. Well, that's economically, socio-economically or um, socially or even um, some kind of mass event. Well, you'd have to convince everyone to give up the niceties that they like. If it's survival, if it's an alien invasion, this would be a great system. Well, yeah, that'd be fine because it would be a military system. You'd you have to survive. It's war times, but you'd have to give up Budweiser because... They well, it's going to be state lager. Yeah, it'd just be state lager. Yeah, it's going to be shit, isn't it? There would be no choices. It's going to be shit, but it's all I've got. Yeah. What, what can I do? Yeah, but, but, but there would be choices, though. There would be choices. People would, would want to brew their own beers. Yeah, You would still have a choice. Yeah, but why would they brew their own beers? People because it's their passion. Exactly. Yeah, but you wouldn't sell it. it. It's a resource. You'd have to give it away for free, so you'd brew it and then give it away for free. For the, yeah, you give it away to your friends and family, don't you? And No, you just sit and drink it because you've brewed it. You've put in your time and effort for oh, it. Oh, well, I think it's very selfish. It's, it sounds, hey, come around and drink some of my homemade beer. That system sounds more selfish to me because there's no reward for hard work because it's just rewarding people that don't want to work hard. No, I disagree. Anyway, we're going around in right. circles. Let's go to weird weird news, shall we? Okay, weird news then. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Frog skin cells turn themselves into living machines. Holy fuck. Using blobs of skin cells from frog embryos, scientists have grown creatures unlike anything else on Earth. These microscopic living machines can swim, sweep up debris, and heal themselves after a, um, <laughs> gash. Yeah. Scientists often strive to understand the world as it exists, says Jacob Foster, a collective intelligence researcher at UCLA not involved with this research. However, a uh, new study published 31st of March in Science Robotics is part of a liberating moment in the history of science. In a way, the bots were self-made. Scientists removed small clumps of skin 
stem cells from frog embryos to see what these cells would do on their own. Separated from their usual spots in a growing frog embryo, the cells organized themselves into balls and grew. But three days later, the clusters, called xenobots, began to swim. That's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. I think they should crush them and make meat burgers out of them. (laughs) (laughs) They have no nerve cells or brains, but each one's only like half a millimetre wide. It can swim through very thin tubes and traverse curvy mazes. Oh, it needs to be bigger than that. When put into an area littered with small particles of iron oxide, the xenobots can sweep the debris into piles. They can even heal themselves after being cut. The bots zipper themselves back into their spherical shapes. Self-healing. They do really interesting things if you grow them, including forming strange balloon-like shapes. Oh, imagine they could clear out arteries and shit like that. Sticking, oh, I got blocked artery. Bang some of these boys in. Mm. Some weird shit. Mm. Interesting. It's like a bunch of frog cells just spontaneously got together, formed a giant ball, and went around sweeping up iron oxide. Now, is that producing new life? Well, it's got no brain. What the fuck's it doing? Why is it doing that? That's the bigger question. Don't know, What's maybe it on detritus. It doesn't think, therefore, it is. It's just like, oh, gotta sweep this up. <laughs> maybe it's just instinct. It's Scruffy from Futurama, the janitor. Hmm. <laughs> That's creepy as fuck. And quite frankly, I don't like it. <laughs> All right, what's the next one? Okay. Baby born with three penises makes medical history. Told you not to talk about it. I hadn't announced it yet. Uh. <laughs> Just had a kid. <laughs> no, not really. No, this is just tragic. It sounds great, doesn't it? I wonder yeah, if three... he comes out of all of them. Having three dicks. Sounds great. No, it doesn't, Claire. It's not totally operational, then. Yeah, yeah, it has. They've got rid of the other two. An Iraqi boy, no doubt, etched his name into the phallic hall of fame after he was born with a whopping trio of penises. The baby boy, a curd from Duhok, was originally brought to hospital by his parents when he was three months old due to swelling in the scrotum. However, when he arrived, doctors observed that he had some extras, one two-inch, sorry, two-centimetre, 0.8-inch member, sprouting near the root of his primary penis and another one centimetre long schlong situated under his sack. Yeah, he's like a fucking trident. <laughs> the Hydra-esque anomaly was particularly mysterious as the child hadn't been exposed to drugs in the womb and didn't have a family history of genetic aberrations, study authors reported. So it's nothing to do with all them depleted uranium shells that have been fired in Iraq? Not this time, no. Really? Hmm. Well, that's what they say, maybe. Maybe it was. Since three Willie's additional phalluses didn't have urethras, the tube that urine passes through, doctors decided to surgically remove those two. Oh, well, let's hope it wasn't up to his uh, reproductive system somehow and he just starts oozing out of the sides ah. when, he, when he jizzes. Well, oh. I think they would have stitched the holes up, wouldn't they? Nah, he's left them open. Ah. Just left them open. 
Well, down the bottom of the article, some anonymous soul went viral in 2015, dubbed Double Dick Dude, after it was revealed that he boasted dual 10-inch long functioning penises. <laughs> Two 10 inches. Oh. Double meat feast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Wasn't the game to play Dr. Manhattan? <laughs> Paint both of them. Like, yeah. You've got an obsession with Dr. Manhattan's dick, you. <laughs> just say, it's just it's there for all to see, isn't it? Uh, Something gay about it. <laughs> or having it as your screensaver. <laughs> I don't know how that got there. <laughs> all right, and last but not least, a kind-hearted kid's come to the rescue of a raccoon who was buried alive. Oh, man. So a 14-year-old and 12-year-old arrived at their home in Texas after a family outing. With only a few hours of daylight left, the boys started going exploring in the woods and then come across a, a little hole that had collapsed with a raccoon in it. Oh. Only his head and his little arms are hanging out and he's looking a bit sad on this photo. Oh, man. So the boys like helped dig him out. He does look very sad, doesn't he? he does look very sad. And they call the Wild West Wildlife Rehabilitation Center. Do you wow. remember the cartoon, the raccoons? Yeah. Cyril Sneer. Cyril Sneer? <laughs> Fuck yeah. I don't actually remember the point of that cartoon. But he was he was the evil capitalist, wasn't he, that was destroying the forest? Oh, he was yeah. an he was an anteater. A pink anteater. Yeah, but wasn't his son nailing one of the raccoons? Oh, quite possibly, I can't remember. In some weird interspecies love fest. Claire and uh, Sean, you don't remember that? No. No. No, I remember the raccoons. No. It's only on Disney Plus, you can watch it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I remember them. Is there like three of them? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember gummy bears? They yeah. That was mad, wasn't it? There was another kind of bear as well when they used to shoot lasers from their stomachs. Care bears. Care bears, that's it. Yeah. I met a care bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tough he didn't want to elaborate on the story, he just announced <laughs> it. I met a care bear. Something you want no, to tell us? I can't remember, to be honest. It's just a photograph of me as about four or five years old in Telford Town Centre with... Holding a Care Bear's hand, giant Care Bear. Obviously, oh, a man in a suit. Going to tell everyone he was a fairy then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love shagging people dressed as furry bears. Mm. <laughs> I would have had this raccoon, I tell you. It's <laughs> stranger. You sure it when it was a photo? You sure it wasn't security fam camera footage? Still, and you were being led off by a Care Bear holding your hand. Yeah, uh, could have been that. <laughs> Just, you know, throwing that out there. Sorry, Claire. That's it. They're, the boys were pretty happy. They saved his life and, yeah, they all lived happily ever after. Well, they didn't even keep the raccoon. Oh, he's a wild animal. Can't keep him. Might want him to stay. He's probably got a family. You know, you're making a lot of assumptions about this raccoon. <laughs> just before he went into the woods, he turned around and he just saluted the boys and then went scurrying <laughs> off. Ah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and then he was mauled by a fox. 
His usual sharp instincts and reflexes dulled by a few days of being buried. <laughs> yeah, and a fox just snapped his neck. Wow. Dark. Dark. Grim dark. You want some fucked up facts? Please? Yeah, go on then. Can we have the uh, theme tune, please? Facts, facts, fucked up facts, 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 facts. <laughs> we really need to re- write a theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> and have more lyrics than just facts. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the writer behind that song? Um, I wouldn't jump. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Would you believe it? Uh, yeah. We paid him twelve million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Thank you very much to our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> yeah, we spared no expense. Nicky, after we spared no expense. <laughs> I've got a walking cane topped with a mosquito in amber. That's why I'm drinking Budweiser nowadays. It's gone up in the world. Exactly. Nah. Spared no expense. When we meant to hear facts. Yeah, we were. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Despite repeated campaigns to repeal the law, spontaneous dancing is illegal in Sweden. Hmm. Understandable. A dancing permit is still required. I was going to say, can you announce it, then start dancing? Just so everyone knows this isn't spontaneous, it was planned. <laughs> no, you need a permit. Oh. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. I thought Sweden was meant to be quite progressive. I mean, <laughs> doesn't sound it, does it? No. They're basically, Sweden is like Footloose then, that town in Footloose where yeah. Kevin Bacon goes and teaches everyone to dance. <laughs> they need Kevin Bacon. Yeah. He's like, yeah, our country's great. You're just not allowed to dance. <laughs> Spontaneously? <laughs> so what does that mean? Like when a song comes on in the club? you got to get them out. Get, they have to like go. So the intro starts and everyone like makes their way to the dance floor. And yeah. then as soon as a certain thing kicks in, it's like, then they start dancing. Instead of everyone shaking dollar pills, everyone shakes their uh, permit yeah, yeah. as they dance. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a conductor on the dance floor giving out permits. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Tickets, please. <laughs> no, I imagine that it would be covered under a dancing permit, like an alcohol permit. How many days uh, does it take to get a, a dancing permit? I don't know. We'll get it back to you in three to five business days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to dance now, damn it. <laughs> oh, I guess pause the song then. <laughs> oh, Ben, you're going to love this next fact. Okay. Smarter people drink more. Hey! You're just giving him an excuse then. <laughs> yeah. Is it to dull the, uh, you know... The, it's the, to the dull reality? the pain. Yeah. yeah. It's to suppress that yeah. existential crisis they have daily. Yeah. Yeah. Because ignorance is bliss, isn't it? Yeah. Of course, we're just too damn smart for this world. Yeah. That's what it is. I, I, every day is a nightmare unless I'm dulled with booze. I just, I just embrace the nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's a nightmare like the the, the Snyder, the the Batman nightmare. Yeah, 
It's like just Superman's like gone rogue. It's just like that. I'm dressed like Joker. You're dressed like Batman. You're like shaking me. <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds terrible. It does. I don't want to be wearing that much rubber in a desert. <laughs> you're like, where did you put the Budweiser? <laughs> That'd be the whole point of the mission, actually, just to find Budweiser. It would be. Oh, sorry, Mike. Go on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you touch a raw garlic clove with your feet, you will taste garlic in your mouth about an hour later. Oh, who tested that out? <laughs> Some French bloke, probably. Some weird guy that's like, oh, I love having garlic in between my toes. It makes me feel alive. Could have been worse. You could have stuffed it up his arse. <laughs> Stick a clove of garlic up your arse. You'll be tasting <laughs> all day. <laughs> You'll be tasting shit in an hour. <laughs> garlic flavoured shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody French, I'd do anything with garlic, <laughs> wouldn't they? Another garlic fat. Ninjas did not eat garlic. Ah, bad breath. No, in case their quarry could smell them coming. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. If you eat too much garlic, you can smell by sweating as well. Yeah. Not if he's Prince Andrew. He doesn't sweat, does he? That seems like a very convenient thing to have at the right time, doesn't it? It does. It does. I hate it. I hate the smell of it. My ex used to eat garlic mayonnaise on everything. Oh, breath always stinking of garlic. Hate it. You burn your balls. <laughs> <laughs> did he, did he what? To the strand of the garlic mayonnaise into your <laughs> testicles. I think she was squirting it on him. <laughs> well, I thought maybe when, you know. <laughs> He did say she ate everything with yeah, garlic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> That's a yes on the ball burning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no comment always means he's <laughs> An owl can hear a mouse stepping on a twig from 75 feet away. The fuck is this? The predator? <laughs> Just an owl with a predator mask yeah. on, <laughs> a little laser on his shoulder. Oh, how awesome would that be? <laughs> the mouse is just like fuck. <laughs> the predator chased me after twelve seconds. All you see is my back aching and my knee hurting. <laughs> just a thermal edge of a guy bending over, panting really hard. <laughs> We'd be predator fodder now, fucking after lockdown. <laughs> yeah, if a team of predators turns up, I am not going to do well. Yeah, it's fine. I've just got to outrun you. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can outrun you, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Arthur Conan Doyle was founder and goalkeeper at Portsmouth United. Yeah, but he also believed in spirituality and fairies. He did. <laughs> but, you know, he also wrote Sherlock Holmes. Sir Isaac Newton spent 50 years trying to predict the precise date for the end of the world using biblical code. I heard about that. How did he yeah. get on? He finally settled on 2060. Oh, that's ages away. <laughs> so we've got one of the most clever men of all time using biblical code to work it out, and he says 2060. Am I going to be alive in 2060? 
Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I wouldn't put money on it. <laughs> it's only going to be another 40 years. Oh, yeah, I'll be pushing, pushing 80. Mm. I'm gonna, in, in 2060, when I'm 87, 88, I'm going to be walking around with a sign saying the end is nigh all the time. <laughs> How do you even work that out then? Was he just looking all throughout the Bible and just finding numbers and stuff or dates or I don't know it doesn't say that's all I've got for it but I guess interpreting scripture I didn't even know he was religious I thought no. science usually turned against religion yeah usually mm. it's a bit depressing really because he was meant to be our best scientist <laughs> spent 50 years fucking about with biblical codes he was doing other stuff this lab was like a side project yeah, but think what he could have achieved if he hadn't spent that time. Well, maybe that was... He did it... In, oh, yeah, that's true. He could have fucking... And he was a genius. Sorts. Yeah, but you never know. He might end up being right. He might, actually, yeah. It's true. <laughs> he could have worked it out right at the end and be like, wow, this actually makes a lot of sense. I need to tell everyone that he died. But then we've got to acknowledge that the Bible is true and... Yeah, I wouldn't say that you have to do that. It's just basically like a giant book full of myths and history, isn't it? No, we've intertwined. Got, we've got to believe Sir Isaac. If it does put it at the end of the world, then it, it's right. It's some, got something going for it, then, hasn't it? No, because the Bible didn't predict it, he did. He just used it as a tool. Ah, okay. That's how you get away with See. it. You're just like, no, no, the Bible's wrong. That scientist dude got it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Religion's still a lie, everybody. Believe me. <laughs> That's what you do. All right, go on then. In the 1720s, there was a London society called the Farting Club. Oh, man. You're I'd have been the fucking head of that. Yeah, you, would have. you would have been. Whose <laughs> <laughs> members tried to outfart each other. The club closed after its members started suffering from colic and diarrhoea and several of the best performers went farting out of the world. No way. Oh, they died farting. That's how you're going to go, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, he, he went how he lived. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what it's like when you're strained to push one out sometimes? Well, Claire, you don't. You don't fart, obviously. No, obviously not. No. Never. <laughs> like a rocking horse pooing. Doesn't happen. Bloody does. <laughs> Me and the dog are the worst in the house. Oh, that's a quality for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the kind of a quality I want to be a part of. I don't want anyone fighting, <laughs> sticking out the house, man or woman. Especially not you. <laughs> I have to move further and further away on the, on the sofa <laughs> as the smell starts making its way over. <laughs> You know what you're missing? Just take deep breaths. <laughs> we'll soon go. Any more, Mike? Yeah, we'll finish last one. The first fossil of a dinosaur's butthole has been discovered. A dinosaur's butthole? Yeah. They have a butt plate. A fossilised butthole of a dinosaur has been discovered. Wow. The lead scientist on the team described it as unique and perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's the only one they found how does he know it's perfect well he's just looked at it and gone my 
That's a unique and perfect butthole. Johnny's <laughs> spent a lot of time staring at buttholes. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we just all in search of that one unique butthole? No. I want a transient butthole. What? Well, it just gets up and walks off? <laughs> no, it just appears when you need it and then disappears. <laughs> like a jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I want a transient anus, okay? <laughs> Does it appear anywhere or in one place? <laughs> Obviously in one place. Oh, right. It's appearing in the middle of your fucking head, do you when you're talking to someone? <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> you're gonna put out the palm of your hand and shoot it like <laughs> Like one of those air blaster toys. Yeah. <laughs> Like using the uh, force, except it's just shit squirting from your hand. Uh, <laughs> they will tremble before shit, man. Exactly. <laughs> and his transient anus. Scat man. Scat man. <laughs> exactly, Scatman, Scatman John. At least then he could say, "What's the S for?" And you go, Scatman. <laughs> Rather than no, he just he wouldn't say, would he? He'd just the anus would just appear and squirt shit in your face. <laughs> <laughs> would he fly using a using his own diarrhea Fla- through the palm of his hands and the bottom of his feet? His own flatulence. Yeah, of course. Keep feeding him sprouts. It's his weakness if he doesn't have sprouts. <laughs> no, that's that's his strength. <laughs> yeah, he needs more. He needs to be hocked up on sprouts all the time. Need to block him up with porridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, look out for that forthcoming comic, Scatman. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the end of the show. So thank you very much for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavour aid. Don't join a court unless it's ours. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Thanks for listening. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it dribbles out your ears. And I've been Sean. Thanks for listening. Don't be a dick. And follow us on all the social medias. Yes. Oh, my God, Claire, that looks like there's a giant horn thing behind you, like in that news video the other day. (laughs) That news (laughs) thing last week. Giant (laughs) horn demon. (laughs) Oh, no, it's okay. (laughs) 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 Uh, alright cool thanks for listening